0: Hello, you are watching the Lenovo Sprite video series on the Theology of the Body. This video is dedicated to audience 52. We are your hosts. I am Jeremy Hausauter.
1: And I'm Guillermo Moreno.
0: First thing to observe is welcome to the year 1981. We've hit a new year with the Theology of the Body. All right, we're making progress. So... Just some general points to make here uh, concerning um, where we are with uh, our analysis of St. Paul and the purity of heart. We've observed in the previous audience that the desires of the flesh are in opposition to the desires of the Holy Spirit and that the life according to the flesh is antithetical to the new testament ethos that is the ethos of redemption and this new Te- uh, this new testament ethos has added spaces th- an ethical and anthropological realism that includes the redemption of the body this ethical and anthropological realism we Talk about in particular the anthropology with um chapter one that's audiences one through 23 with the meaning of beginning of the beginning and we've been talking a bit about the ethical when it comes to the concupiscent desire in the heart so we need to keep all these in our mind as we Talk about the New Testament ethos, and we need to keep in mind that the heart—it's in the heart of the man of re, in the heart of man that redemption will bear fruit, thanks to the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And this outpouring of the Holy Spirit brings about justification. And we—I want to refer our readers, or our listeners to the previous audience, TOB 51, where we we talked about this theological concept of justification as the cleansing of sins, as man's sanctification and the renewal of his interiority. So if you want to get some more information about that, um, please see our video on the previous audience. So. Now what we want to do is make make some comments about Christ and St. Paul and their teachings. So Christ in Matthew 15, verses 2 through 20, describes how purity and impurity both have their seat in the human heart. And impure works include evil actions of the flesh, and that includes, includes evil actions of the flesh, and intentions, and some more and purity and impurity will have both a general and specific meaning so in general all morally good deeds fall under purity and all morally evil deeds fall under the concept of impurity and then we have a specific meaning and that is in reference to the acts of the flesh. Okay. And St. Paul is analogous here with his distinction between life according to the Holy Spirit and life according to the flesh. Um, Guillermo, do you have any points you'd like to add at this point?
1: No, I do not.
0: Okay. Moving on then. All right. Let's see here. Yeah. All right. So we want to now look at the text of Romans 8, verses 12 and 13. So Guillermo, would you like to read the quote, please? Yes. Uh, thank S- you. Mm-hmm.
1: So then, brothers, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. End quote.
0: All right. Thank you for that. Yep. So here, JP2 says that there is a definitive meaning, and this definitive meaning is paranetic and exhortative. And so this text belongs to the ethos of the New Testament. Now, paranetic means oratory encouraging persuasive. all right so there's a persuasive encouraging meaning here that's also an appeal right We're not we are debtors not to the flesh to live according or not to the flesh to live according to flesh all right so live according to the spirit. So you can put to deeds the flesh. That's an appeal to the heart. That's that paranetic exhortative. So we have to put to death the works of the flesh. The Holy Spirit will help us in this endeavor. And this is the same message as Christ on the Sermon on the Mount when Christ appeals to the human heart to master over concupiscent desire. And so this putting to death the works of the flesh is an indispensable condition for the New Testament ethos. And when we put to death the works of the flesh, this reveals itself as a self-mastery, a mastery over the works of the flesh where we are mastering concupiscence. And this is something we have also talked about again in reference to concupiscent desires that self mastery so we're seeing a lot of the same ideas show up again here a lot of the same things it's just now we have this um new way of looking at it in terms of life according to the flesh and life according to the spirit so life according to the flesh and this theme of death so death does not simply refer to bodily death but also spiritual death death hence refers to both mortality and mortal sin and mortal sin excludes man from the kingdom of god and this includes sins such as those against purity so something to note here is this qualifier of mortal sin the catholic church teaches that there are two types of sins mortal and venial sin the justification for this distinction is from first john chapter 5 verses 16 and 17 and we'll read that quote here so begin quote if anyone sees his brother committing what is not a mortal sin he will ask and god will give him life for those whose sin is not mortal There is a sin which is mortal. I do not say that one is to pray for that. All wrongdoing is sin, but there is sin which is not mortal, end quote. So the sin that is not mortal, that is called venial sin. So the problem with mortal sin is that it destroys the charity in the heart of man because the violation, the sin, is so great that it kills God's love within man. And if you're interested, looking for some more information, you can check out the catechism paragraphs, 1852 through 1864. It's all about what is sin and that distinction between mortal and venial. Um, Guillermo, do you have anything you would like to add?
1: I just want to highlight, The concept of death, I think that's something that we don't ponder enough, despite its inevitability. And that doesn't arouse in us the wonder of um, just what to do about it. It's a little off topic, what I'm bringing up, but just in all seriousness, in all actuality, here's this concept that, oh, look, look, this... Life according to the flesh will inevitably lead to that and but there's a way out you know thanks to christ thanks to um his sacrifice and and yeah thanks to God thanks be to God death is standing out to me here
0: yeah no that's uh that's a great just kind of general reminder for everyone yes. mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. We are all beings who will at some point die and you have to face that reality one way or another. There's a, there's an interesting definition of man that Heidegger gives notorious atheist philosopher, but he said that man is a being unto death. And that's certainly true. No. All right. Um, did you have anything else for us, Garamel. I do not. All right. So works of the flesh. So we've talked about this concept for a couple of audiences now. And so let's go ahead and list what are works of the flesh according to St. Paul. We have from chapter 5, both Ephesians and Galatians, um, A nice list of what constitutes as works of the flesh. Could you, could you read those for us, Guillermo?
1: Yes. Right. Now, the works of the flesh are plain, immorality, impurity, licentiousness, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, anger, selfishness, dissension, party spirit, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and the like. I warn you, as I warned you before, as I warned you before, that those who do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. That's from Galatians 5, 19 through 21. And then furthermore, in Ephesians, uh, Paul says, But immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you, as is fitting among saints. Let there be no filthiness, nor silly talk, nor levity, which are not fitting, but instead let there be thanksgiving. Be sure of this that no immoral or impure man, or one who is covetous, that is, an idolater, has an inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Uh, That's from Ephesians 5, verses
0: 3 to 5. Yeah, thank you for that, Guillermo. Yes. It's it's always sombering for me just to read those lists. It makes you reflect on your life and wonder, what am I doing? What am I doing right and wrong? And because I think it's very easy just to see this list and then see the world and be like, oh my gosh! Because we have embraced the oh pretty much a lot of this. Party spirit, college, carousing, drunkenness, you know, it's what a lot of people see college as.
1: Also, social media, yeah. what happens in social media? Jealousy, anger, selfishness, party spirit, envy, idol, all of this pretty much. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Or just think filthiness or mm. what whatever is meant by silly talk or levity levity is um essentially crude sexual jokes you know okay i'm kind of wondering now what silly talk entails but you do have this also this idea of how you present yourself with your language speaks of your purity and or impurity and the works of the flesh or the works of the spirit which is an interesting thing that Consider is that responsibility of language. All right. Now that all of our readers are probably wondering, uh, "What am I doing wrong?" Now, I'm with, with it. Yeah, I am with you there. Wondering what all I am doing wrong myself. That is also why we have God's grace. That it. let's also said. Um, the resurrect or reconciliation a sacrament confession so if you do feel like you have just been called out i want to encourage you to go visit your priest and confess your sins that's something we should all do regularly as something i myself need to work on improving um do you have anything else you'd like to add Guillermo?
1: It's a little redundant, but um, we could definitely use these for our examination of conscience um, to take our Bibles with us to the sacrament of confession and go through this, these little lists, you know, have, have I been immoral? Okay, yes. Have I been impure? Yes. Have I idolized? Well, I'm not so sure I have to think about that. And no, I haven't done any sorcery or just use these to reflect on whether or not we've committed these sins since our last confession. And if anything, actually um, do the examination before heading over to confession and having, if need be, a list ready um, just for greater consciousness of our actions and our thoughts.
0: Yeah, no. And where we're at. No, that's great practical advice there. Mm-hmm. All right. Concluding remarks. We want to keep in mind that man is called to freedom. And this freedom is a freedom with which Christ sets us free. It's a particular kind of freedom. Man reaches justification and faith that works through love. And this justification comes as a gift from the Holy spirit. We are. We realize the purity of heart to the degree of freedom we possess. And I guess with that, I do want to make a careful distinction, which I believe we will talk about in the future audience, but it's worth to introduce it now that you have... Man has the faculty of free will, so he has the freedom to perform his actions he's not determined by uh, natural processes to act freely he has that sort of independence and he can use that freedom for good or evil and so you get two concepts of freedom freedom and doing good and freedom and doing evil that's due to man's free will and this um freedom to evil is really enslavement because you enslave yourself so i just want to note some distinctions that we will be that you'll want to keep in the back of your mind as we continue our analyses all right um guillermo do you have anything else you'd like to add
1: Yes, Um, in the last article in this audience, um, just to uh, highlight that Paul says, JP2 says, that Paul says that man's justification is in Christ and for Christ. That's all.
0: Mm, yeah, no, that's a great last point. Mm-hmm. I think we'll leave it at that. All right. Thank you for watching our video. If you have been enjoying our content, please like, subscribe, comment on our social media, such as Facebook, YouTube. And if you, I would also like to encourage you to please um, give us a financial donation. Your financial support goes towards the maintenance of our website and the purchasing of materials so we can provide great resources for you, such as our video series here and our many articles on our website. You can support us financially through PayPal or Patreon. Um, You can find our articles that we have written on our website at lenovellasprit.com. There, you can also find our podcast. And Guillermo, can you give us some more information about that podcast, please?
1: Yes. In our other podcast series, we talk about a variety of topics, such as trends in culture and politics, and we address them from a Catholic personalist perspective. You can listen to us on the Lenovo Esprit website in the podcast page under media, or you can also use that page to locate us on Buzzsprout where we upload our episodes. You can listen to us there or use Buzzsprout to locate us in other popular platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify.
0: In case you are wondering just where do I find all this social media, you could just simply go to laynovelestreet.com slash subscribe. There you will find our Facebook youtube patreon paypal and various places our podcast is distributed and more things again just you could just simply go to lenovellestreet.com slash subscribe and it has everything right there on one page for you um anything else Guillermo yes
1: i would just like to ask our listeners and our viewers our audience to keep us and our mission in your prayers
0: Yes, please keep us in your prayers. We are grateful for them. And with that, we will see you next time.
1: Bye, everyone. God bless.